Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is exactly the same every week. My name is Gavin Murphy and I'm joined by two strapping young gents. <laughs> I'm not strapping and I'm certainly not young. I'm not a gentleman. I'm not... I'm not Steve Hogarty. <laughs> Let me take this Steve Hogarty who I know you to be. I'm John Blythe. I'm all the things you said. Thank you. What have you got for us today? I have got a story about being assaulted. Was that gas portable? Yeah. Because if if it wasn't, you you need to know I gasped. Nearer to the microphone. (laughs) Perfect. Can I I gasp? Go. (gasps) I want to do it now. Nice gasp. (gasps) But you can't gasp, but you know what happens in your story. Layer them. It's going to be great. Triple gasp. It's going to be basically (laughs) Star Wars. (laughs) Like we're the Beatles. Yeah. (laughs) I have got a story about being assaulted. (gasps) What have you got, Steve? I. I've got an update from the Chilean miners of the 2010 Chilean mining mining disaster. <laughs> gasp from log again. That's great. What well, have you got, log? And I've better got, be gasp worthy. And I've got what may or may not be the final episode of the Quantum Meridic Saga that I can't even remember the name of. <laughs> gasp alert. <laughs> no, okay. should I do that again? Nah. Nah. No. Like it. You you give it. Get one go log. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even care I did it wrong. Who the really hell are you? Screwed the pooch on that one. Let's hear the gasp of the pooch that I screwed. Regular, regular, regular pictures. Regular, regular, regular pictures. Regular, regular, regular pictures. Regular pictures are shown. Hi. It's difficult to launch straight into oh, the feature. It is. But having Especially some sort of, I feel like, yeah, and a fighter jet going off the end of an a- aircraft carrier, and it dips down, it's like, oh, he's gone, he's dead, and he's like, oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's away. We used to do like a little bit of chat before and be like, okay, so who, where's everyone? What's Evan doing? What's what Evan doing? Two, we've got one, one of our men is in Japan, one of our men is in Vancouver, I believe. Um, the three sexiest ones. Yeah. Remain here, stranded. In England. Well, once he's stranded, like... I desperately uh, want to get out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather be in Vancouver. Or Japan. Um, That's all I got. I don't know, I'm not... I'm I'm happy keeping my influence to some of the local people who love me most. You're retreating I'm not go further and further into the country. I'm not going to Japan where no one knows or loves me. (laughs) (laughs) And Mothra could strike at any time. (laughs) It's 50-50. I would love to name another monster from that era. I know Godzilla's a hero. Is he a hero? Oh, fuck it. I don't know. I don't care about monster movies. Gameron. Godzilla is a problematic. <laughs> Samsung. What's that one? He probably fought that. <laughs> Samsung. Yeah. Or the mobile he, he in the new one. I know there's Gamera as well. He's a prick. Yeah. Mm. Colossal prick. Uh, Gamma Ray is a nice craft beer that ooh. comes in a can. Mm, it is from the I son of Robert Plant. Yesterday. Is it? Yeah. No way. It's almost like having a really famous father that lets you do what you want with your life, and uh, then you can you can just fucking set up a brewery I and have lovely that. designs and be really popular. I bet I bear him no ill will. He's a good, yeah. he makes some lovely beer. He's a really <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> I really like that you say really nice stuff, but in a really horrible way. No, I no, bear no. him no ill will. No, that's the thing. I love that beer. No, it's it's brilliant. It, yeah. it sells really well at our pub. Even our pub sells at a place that people used to wince if everything got up to three pounds a pint. They'll pay fucking nearly six for a gamma ray. Really? Thanks, Logan Plant. 
Thanks for increasing my return over. <laughs> I went to a pub around here recently, and uh, the guy went, I went, oh, there was a camera on the went, oh, have you tried this? It's like called like Lulapoid or something like that. Lubaloid. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and he goes, nice as well. Lubaloid. <laughs> Lube my roids. <laughs> is it called Lube my roids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is with this Plant guy. Junior's having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the guy goes, oh, it's, uh, that'll be, um, I think it was like 620 a pint and I was like I just have the other one that's not £6.20 he's like this is really nice I was like I bet it is mate um, <laughs> it's also in the 6% so you're yeah, you you getting your money's worth yeah. um, but I'm not fucking 14 years old not drinking to get hammered <laughs> also I bet you could buy like did you say you're like 40 alcohol. years old drinking to get hammered because I am 40 and I do drink to get hammered I was like dad no wait no wait just give me the gammer I'll drink it through a straw you get hammered quicker <laughs> whilst running up and down stairs <laughs> Guys, now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's whatever happened to the Chilean miners of the Chilean mining disaster of 2010. There were a few of them, Wanna there? feel old? Wanna feel old? <laughs> <laughs> it's been more than seven years That's since it. the uh, Chilean mining disaster. Uh, in which, log, you're right. 33 Chilean miners got trapped. Where'd they get trapped, log? In a mine! In a mine. <laughs> Just their luck. Up a mine. But if you're a miner, though, surely that's like paradise for you. <laughs> I am in my element down here. Oh, All my stats are probably doubled down here. <laughs> Butts to fuck. Do you think, like, while they were, when they were stuck down there, they were carried on doing their work? They were like, right, they're going to get us out, but at some point, we might as well just crack on with the work we got meant to do. Or was do it like mining? Or was it fucked? Like... I don't know. I bet, like, because it was a it was a copper mine, right? Um, I bet if you had a pick and you were in there for sixty nine days, you, you saw need, a bit. You need a pick that was stronger than copper. Yeah, otherwise it would break pick. on the copper. Mm, Obviously, yeah. log because <laughs> that's safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think you would just pick a bit of copper, wouldn't you? Well, as long as one of you had the bulb still working on your helmet. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd end up just picking anything indiscriminately. You don't know what the fuck was you. Were, you don't know what you were picking. You taste it. Oh, can you? <laughs> In the can, air. You, can you touch? Can you, when you're touching something that feels like <laughs> copper, can you just make a repetitive hooting sound so I know where the <laughs> copper is? Please, I'm coming at it with me pick. Yeah, I think that's what they did after a short while. But um, I got I caught Gotta up. Keep the spirits up, don't <laughs> you? I caught up with some of the Chilean miners to to see where they are now. And what they're up to. I just love the fact you've got this access since you joined a proper newspaper. Yeah, yeah. I work for a, a luxury lifestyle magazine. <laughs> so we often do hard-hitting features about what are the Chilean miners up to. <laughs> I love the idea that you can abuse this power and be like, hello, yes, City AM. I'd like, like, is this going in the newspaper? Yeah. Uh, sort so, of. Are you? I'm a reporter for the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going in the newspaper. Yeah, I work for the newspaper. It's yeah, fine. It's how Matt He is furious. <laughs> uh, so here's um. Uh, I've only got the transcribed, the scripts of what they said. I don't have the original recordings, but I'll just read out what they said. Uh, this is uh, Florentio Avalos. He said, 
I asked him how things have been going since he left the mine. He said, Things have been going well ever since leaving the mine. My life is back on track now after the whole ordeal. I'm back working at the San Esteban Mining Company, if you can believe it. The 33 of us who got trapped down there each received a modest payout from the company, and the donations from the public were generous too. But I'm a young man, and the money isn't going to last forever. I don't have to work as much, which means I have more time to spend with my family. So yeah, I would say things are going pretty well for me. Except, sometimes, I can still hear him at night. <laughs> that was a bit of a weird... <laughs> what he was alluding to at the end there but, you know, I, just, I pressed on with further interviews <laughs> with the other miners this is from Mar- Mario Sepulveda did you like that pronunciation? I like, the other one. I like the last one you did you kind of did like a little th- <laughs> I was into it <laughs> is one of them going to be called Jeff Cholito? <laughs> it's better not no because they got the real Chilean miners names off Wikipedia <laughs> For plausibility. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mario says to me, after Copiopo, which is the name of the the name of the mine, uh, things went a little off the rails. I was being interviewed all around the place. I was on television almost every day, and suddenly there were a lot of people telling me what to do next. One man, an agent, he wanted me to write a book. Only I wouldn't have to do the writing. I'd tell my story, and they would make a bestseller out of it like the guy who was on the Deepwater Oil Rig did. It made him a million dollars, he told me. But it cost a lot of my money to print, and eventually my money was gone, and the agent was gone as well. I never got my book. Sometimes I wish I was back in the mine. In my lowest moments, when nobody else is around, I hear him calling me back. I assume he means the agent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When he's alone? Maybe he's calling on the phone. I I don't know. (laughs) Um, Juan Andres Ilanes. <laughs> no, that one wasn't very good. Give up off, I do that. My wife left me shortly after we got out. That's the way things are, though. She probably would have left me anyway. You know what I'm saying? Things have a way of going wrong for me. My dad just died, so now I'm looking after my mama by myself. Yeah, Spanish people say mama. <laughs> we were, and that we, didn't translate with the other words. <laughs> We were 700 metres below ground for 69 days. People say it was an accident, but we were there for a reason, and we all knew what the reason was. He needed to meet us. I can still remember how it felt to be near him. I never felt less trapped when I was near him. <laughs> can you hear him now? He's singing. That's right. I, I, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't put together the article yet, so I haven't really processed much of what he said. So, yeah. but this is the raw transcripts of what was... What we're going on. I'll move on to um, only a couple, couple left now. Uh, Carlos Mamani. I'm still amazed at how big a deal the accident was. The public loves a drama, right? They say that one billion people watch just live coming out of that little hole. I was the one who taped the note to the first drill bit they sent down. It read, Estamos bien en el refugio los treinta y tres. Which means... Um, version number nine. <laughs> we are well in the shelter, the 33 of us. That was the day we met him, but it was too late to stop the rescue. It was very dark in the mine. Some days he filled the floor like a shadow. Other days he would appear crouched near the machinery as though trying to understand how it worked. And then the days came where he would give us our instructions. Knowing we had to leave was a pain worse than hunger. He was our outside. Here I am dead. 
In August 2010, one billion people watched us die. <laughs> um, last one is from Osman Araya. Uh, he said, There was a monster who lived in the mine. <laughs> he was a mine monster and he was in the shape of a man. I liked the mine monster. He was my friend. Some days he would tell us to do things when we got back, back up to the surface. For example, he asked me to bring him some treats. I'm very happy to be out of the mine, but I wouldn't mind going back for a day or two so I could meet the mine monster one more time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still 28 more people you get to it this day. We shed a little bit more light on the, the slowly unfolding, and then very quickly unfolding history. <laughs> I hope this is a multi-part feature, like, uh, I don't know, mine. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> more on that yeah, later. later. I do think... Steve, as a fellow journalist, may have should have followed up on some of those leads. Do you think I buried you? the lead? <laughs> yeah. I'm like 33 minors. <laughs> That's some straight up house of card shit. <laughs> it is time for the next regular feature. Guys, I've been ass- I was assaulted the other day. Do you know the story about me being assaulted? Go on. Whoa, this has never happened, you being involved in the violent incident before. <laughs> this, I can honestly say, without shadow of a doubt, is 100% not my fault. Well, I'm still going to victim blame, because that's how I'm, That's just who I am. <laughs> you, usually you don't have to victim blame, but you can just normal blame. That's because you're never the victim. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, no, it's not victim blaming when it's just blaming. Um, no, uh, I was coming home from a gig. Um, I'd left Alexander Palace, went to Rowan's. Um, the bowling alley. Yeah, the bowling alley. Uh, had some more drinks there, had a lovely little time. Got the night tube home to Brixton, which is close. The night tube to where I live. Home to Brixton. <laughs> Uh, am I joining in a song? Or no, no, I'd keep no, doing no. that. Okay. Um, as I was getting off the tube with my friend Liam, a man pushed through both of us and almost knocked Liam like out of his boots onto the floor. Um, like pushed like through the middle of us. Liam, like we were both quite fucked. It was about two o'clock. Um, pushed through and Liam almost fell over. And I went, "Fucking chill out, mate." Quite right. Oh, yeah. That's what I did. You'll give yourself a bloody heart attack, mate, running around like that. Yeah. Where's yeah. the fire? <laughs> You'll never tell any ice cream's going at that rate. <laughs> um, so he turned, and this is just as we're turning the corner of Brixton Station to go up the big escalator. Mm. So I said, fucking chill out, mate. The man is moving at such a speed that he doesn't react until he gets to the foot of the escalator and turns back. He's like, what'd you say? And he's, by this point, he's going up the escalator. <laughs> <laughs> so, I found this quite amusing <laughs> because he's going, "Would you fucking say, mate?" And he's just descend, uh, ascending <laughs> away from you. I was like, "Well, I feel pretty safe here." <laughs> then I had to get on the escalator and realise that I was going towards the exact oh, no. same. Thing. No, stay at the bottom. Relative no, motion. Stay at the bottom and lob insults at him. So he, so he's, he's running on the Ho- spot, hoping that he can only go downstairs really slowly. <laughs> um, so he's going what'd you say mate and I was like Look, you pushed. You almost pushed over my friend um, don't do that again um, and he's got starts shouting something which I cannot hear because he's too far up by this point <laughs> um, and then he turns around and starts sort of like scuttling 
up there. Not like like a Dark Souls boss. I was going to say like, <laughs> yeah. like skittering, <laughs> like the Exorcist. He goes into the crab football position, <laughs> climbs a wall. That's when I knew I'd made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he starts, he starts running basically up the escalator. And I thought, well, that's the end of that then, isn't it? Um, uh, made sure that Leon was okay because, as I mentioned, he almost got pushed over. Uh, so as as we went out, came out of Brixton Station. I kind of remember seeing him, but I didn't have time to look at what he was doing because he'd thrown a full can of Red Stripe and it hit me like square on the nose. Oh! Um, I think he'd opened it because I ended up covered in beer and then my nose just started bleeding. See, I've got that little cut there which will not go. Oh. Um, so he's um, waiting for you at the top of the escalator. I guess so, and I don't know if he had the red stripe on him or if he found it. Um, and he's just a resourceful kind of chap. And he sort of like opened it as though he was arming a grenade and yeah, then threw it at you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like a Molotov, but his red stripe doesn't really work that way. Because um, it would hurt a lot more if it wasn't open. Exactly. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there'll be more give in the tin. That's why I think maybe he picked it up on his way out or something. Maybe someone had just left it before getting on the tube. Maybe he's thick and he's thought, <laughs> I'd rather get him wet and a bit hurt yeah. rather than a lot hurt and dry. Or maybe yeah. maybe he he finds wetness to be the the worst of the two fates. Yeah, he hates he hates being moist. We need to read his diaries to find out. <laughs> I've got them. Here. <laughs> yeah, so he threw this can at me and uh, basically split, split my nose open. So blood started coming out. Then I was also wet, so I was confused. Um, and he was sort of standing. I don't know. A couple of meters, maybe like 10 meters away, something like that. So, obviously, my initial reaction was like, What the fuck is going on? And my friend who was with me, because obviously I defended him from almost being pushed over, then jumps in. How is he at the minute, having nearly been just pushed over? Is is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, yeah. I checked on him. I checked on him. No, but Um, now it's his turn to shine. Now it's his time to shine. Um, So then he starts, but we sort of realized that the guy was maybe like a homeless guy. Because like he just looked really like oh, leave him alone. He really looked leave really him alone. Oh, this is where I turn into the victim. I <laughs> <laughs> so shouted about how nice my house is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we kind of we were like, oh, this is a bit strange. We should just leave it. He's obviously not like quite a crazy dude. Um, because then he's just shouting something, uh, which we can't really make out. And as we go towards him, he's like, what the fuck did you do that for? And then we've seen that he's holding like a bottle in his hand. Um, so I. <laughs> That's that's my inner roar of terror. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes. Basically, he then he goes for this bottle, and a police car rages past, and the guy obviously like shits himself, and then runs away. I was going to say scuttles away, but his scuttling was done. Scuttled. Scuttling was done. Um, and then we kind of seen him in the distance, and we thought his, his, his scuttle cooldown hadn't <laughs> yeah. run out yet. He scuttled up he a tree. He was tapping it, but it didn't activate. He was running really slowly away. <laughs> <I was sure. laughs> um, but yeah, he'd run, he'd run away because he saw a police car. But I think if had the police car not come, he probably was going to try and glass one of us. Shit! I know. I'm glad you're safe. It was pretty shit. It was one of those one of those times where it was a rubbish ending to an otherwise brilliant night. Yeah, um, fuck the police for ruining the end to your story. I want, yeah. to, I want to see how it plays out without the intervention of the state. Mm. Fuck the fuck the police. Good fuck. ring to it. Yeah. Like <laughs> fuck the police. Mm. Mm. Should write a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is. <laughs> um, but I woke up the next day and I had like big, uh, big old like almost like black eye. Um, oh yeah, if you get bashed on the nose in the right yeah, way, it just fills up like the it. side of your face, doesn't it? But it won't. Um, it won't back like, down. Heal. 
Tom Petty. Oh, oh, he's dead, isn't he? Oh, right. <laughs> Great. Thanks for reminding me of that. Jack and he's like, guy's fault, not me. Perhaps um, he's will back down now, he's dead. Oh. Everyone's going to start backing down. Well, with nuclear tensions between the US and North Korea, it's about time someone backed down. Am I right? <laughs> Wow, that was a really wise ending to the end. Of <laughs> I, I, I was going to end that there, but I just remembered something from the live show because that uh, the, on the night of the live show is when Tom Petty died, mm. um, and I ran around telling everyone. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you so you ran, you did one lap, and then you found out that he died from like a uh, complication from a heart attack. Then yeah. you ran down and did a second lap, going. His heart literally broke, yeah. and he was in the heartbreakers. <laughs> we like, yeah, Steve, and you were like, "I'm sad, but that's, that's great." <laughs> and then we spent ten minutes trying to figure out other ironic ways for bands to die. Oh, nice. Um, I can come up with things like the Strokes. They all have a stroke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. God. The Killers. Yeah, die they, while murdering by murdering someone, someone else. else. <laughs> <laughs> The queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah, work on that one. Yeah, yeah so we got to ten cc godly and cream die whilst getting injected with ten cubic centimeters <laughs> of god cream. <laughs> but then by the time I found out, I, know, I didn't think of that on the night. I remember sitting there when you were all having this conversation, thinking, "I can't do this. I'm too drunk." That's why you got so quiet for a while. <laughs> it was, yeah. I was like, "I can't do the joke." <laughs> we conversation. thought you were sad about Tom Faye. <laughs> no, no. 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 But then yeah. the news came out that he wasn't dead. Oh. And then, because like, for a while, for a couple of hours, it's like, oh no, <clears> hang on, we reported too quickly that he died. Um, and there was a, a weird sort of uh, limbo for Tom Petty. So a lot of anger to then, directed towards you from a lot of people in the bar <laughs> having done two laps yeah. already. Then you're doing your third tell me, I, yeah, I, I thought he I'd didn't be, die, but I didn't joke about it. I didn't make it up. <laughs> I thought did he, I'd be muddying do... the waters if I just ran around a third time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and having to tell people that Muddy Waters is dead as well. <laughs> That's one. There you go. <laughs> Drowned in a <laughs> two, <laughs> two inches <laughs> of Muddy Waters. <laughs> this is how it feels to be lonely. This is how it feels to be small. This is how it feels when your feature sucks fucking balls. And now it's my feature, the sweetest girl you'll ever want to meet. <laughs> well, basically, I've got a bit of backstory to do with this, haven't I? Because this is a Quantic Meridian feature. Uh, and that is uh, it's a serial feature, not a repeated feature. It is an ongoing feature that mm. will only stop when it is demanded of by the readers in a Twitter poll. Mm. Every uh, Quantic Meridian adventure is different, unique, and never repeated. Exactly. It's an enduring, an endurance feature, I think is probably a better <laughs> word for it. It's, it, is, it is the Nürburgring of features. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have played more racing games than I have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big old track. They um, do the... Le Mans around it. No, they do a 24-hour uh, race. They do, the, they do the Le Mans, Mans at Le Mans, don't yeah, they? Probably. <laughs> I just remember Silverstone being a boring-looking one from my Commodore 64. Anyway, so, basically, it's a story that continues until you ask it to stop, and I've got to give you the story so far because I can't assume you've listened to the last eight or so episodes and like know what the fuck is going on. Bring us up to speed. So... Here it is. Quantic Meridian spends his days murdering crystalline creatures to harvest their juices for the government. Meanwhile, his and every man's dick has been removed and placed into a psychic chamber where they spunk remotely whenever their owner has sex with a severed tit. And that's what women are in this rugged boy fantasy future. 
This spunk is then ferried via a whimsical journey through different animals into the middle of a undisclosed huge conspiracy. But still, Quantic finds time to balance the needs of his wife, a dog's head that follows him around the house on a military drone, with his frequent extramarital sex with severed tits. Recently, though, it seems like the crystalline creatures have been trying to communicate with him by forming sketch troops and doing skits, which have evolved into full theatrical productions that depict a future in which they and humans could live together in peace. Hmm. So, that's the stage... That is not... All f- that's not fabricated whimsy. No, that's actually everything so far. <laughs> that, is, that, that is it. So, like, it's a good distillation. You're up to speed. Mm-hmm. It's the previously on, and I've got to give you the results of the poll now. It's like Doctor Who meets Torchwood. That's all. It is, <laughs> it's, it's everything I've been watching on Netflix <laughs> combined. I, I gave you the option on the old Twitter. Uh, whether you, I wanted me to build the universe or destroy the universe. 110 people voted. Really? Fifty, oh, wow. And I only gave them half an hour because I just tweeted the poll as I got on the train thinking, oh, fuck, I've got to write this really quickly and I haven't done the poll. And in half an hour, 55 people voted to build the universe and 55 people voted to destroy it. Fantastic. Which places us in a very complicated situation. <laughs> I can't believe 110 people voted for that. That's like... In half, half an hour? Half of our listenership. That's a third Previous of our... ones have had like 300, 400 votes. 400? I'm annoyed well, by that because we've only got 300 patrons. They've been getting family members to <laughs> the, vote, haven't they? Well, there was one. Someone it's got his Swiss. mates to vote. When it was like the big boys version, someone right. got his mates to vote for it, just saying, I know you don't want what this is on about, but I want you to vote for the big boy option. So he asked all happens. the big boys that he knew. <laughs> <laughs> but big boys is another running joke that I'm not going to explain now because I haven't got the fucking time to explain all my in jokes. So here we go. What may or may not be the final chapter of Quantic Meridian. And it's about a thousand words, so feel free to interrupt, ask questions. Mm. Please interrupt and ask questions because otherwise it's just an unbroken stream of me fucking talking. And there's nothing worse than that. It's great. <laughs> You're, you're kind. <laughs> Just leave the room while he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't notice. Oh, I, hate, I hate you less than I hate me. <laughs> I wonder what the conspiracy at the heart of this whole mystery is, said Quantic Meridian out loud, to let everyone know that he was really on it this week. He lazily fingered some pollen into his ear. Almost immediately, an AIB flew into there and got it back out. Ever since the AIBs had been introduced to collect rogue pollen, Quantic had enjoyed enjoyed fucking about with them. The constant fucking about with the bees eventually led the sector algorithm to conclude that it would be most efficient to assign Quantic his own bee. B-52 was an early model with a bent stinger and a wonky antenna. Can I interrupt to say that AIB is an Irish bank? called Allied Irish Bank, and AIB <laughs> is also an artificial intelligence B now. Oh, I see. <laughs> but Irish listeners will be on the edge of their sheets. <laughs> seat sheets. AIB. Here we go. That's a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Any minute now, Steve's going to say, <gasps> they need to know. <laughs> it's like if you'd named the bees Northern Rock. <laughs> What, sort of like a wrestler with an accent? (laughs) (laughs) So, B-52 followed Quantic around all day, complaining silently to the Hive Network about the weather. 
as much as its pollen retrieval programming allowed for dread, this bee had begun to dread the evenings, which was the time when a really drunk Quantic was most likely to get silly and finger wads of illegal pollen into his arse and clench as hard as he could until he fell asleep. From his limited, from his limited sensory data link to the National Swarm, B-52 sensed that his experience, bouncing fruitlessly into a drunky... <laughs> can't fucking talk! <laughs> B-52 sensed that his experience, bouncing fruitlessly into a drowsy drunk man's anus, was amusing to the hive brain. I could tell you what the conspiracy is, said a voice from a vent near Quantic Knees. Quantic Knees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't be losing energy yet. Yeah, no. give it to give us some way. This is good. It was Darmark, one of the crystalline creatures that Quantic killed for a living. He could see his bit big wet crystal eyes through the grate of the ventilation shaft. He had spared Darmok's life two days ago because his juice extractor was full and he wouldn't have got paid for killing him. Darmok, in his crystal naivety, had misinterpreted this as an act of conciliation and had been whispering to him from nearby ventilation shafts ever since. What video game were you thinking of when you thought you have a full power pack from having killed something that you spur the life of the next one that you see. I was just trying to think of a non-charitable way for him not to, to spare someone's life. Right. I was thinking like Ghostbusters when the, the little thing is full. Oh, we yeah, can't, we can't store any morning, more yeah. ghosts in this. Yeah. So You may continue to haunt. Yeah. <laughs> haunt us that we never caught you. <laughs> we've, we've given the invoice over. It's fine. <clears throat> Go on then. Scowled. That's what Quantic's voice now. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not consistent with my voice, as you know that. <laughs> go on then, scowled Quantic Meridian. <laughs> it's good changing again. He's got one of those cyborg voice modulators. It's broken. So people like, can't yeah. track his voice. Exactly. <laughs> it's like fucking Scanner Darkly for voices. <laughs> Swigging from a bottle of forbidden liquid that made his skin tingle. Made his skin tingle. <laughs> and dullened his curiosity about the huge conspiracy that surrounded him. He drew a pointless line of pollen on the wall and laughed as his stupid bee diligently sucked it all up. <laughs> Memo to self, he shouted into the air. Dip the bee in humbrol paint so I can make it paint bees are shit on the wall. <laughs> the lungless bee sighed out the end of its legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's poetry, that. <laughs> Well, if you're finished, said Darmok, the conspiracy is that the people in power conspire against us, the powerless, to keep that power. They misinform us about the true nature of society so that we never realise our strength in numbers and ever get to wield that power against them. The future government of today does not pay you for our juices, Quantic. It pays you to kill us because it needs our two races to be at war so we cannot unite against them. Quantic stared at Darmok. That sounded like fairly standard sci-fi stuff, with just the right amount of timeless resonance for readers from the past. And that's not all! 
The forbidden liquids you drink are not forbidden at all. They are provided by government agents to dull in your senses. And this is all a simulation. And I'm actually human, like you. And the whole extermination project is a kind of mixture of Logan's Run and the Men Against Fire episode of Black Mirror, where one generation is tricked into exterminating their elders to save money on care costs, with augmented reality implants that make government-selected humans appear like monsters like me. It's best not to think how much this contradicts everything else I said before. In fact, actually, I'm your dad, Quantic. I love you so much, son. <laughs> Quantic stared at Darmok again. I don't know, man, muttered Quantic. This went from being really on the nose social commentary to being a bit much quite quickly. <laughs> I'm just a grizzled, world-weary murderer and maybe a detective. I just want to get trashed and feel a tin bee bouncing off my tight hetero ass. It's a... I so, are we, are we to try and guess whether or not this is universe building or potentially universe destroying? Because mm. it feels a little bit doom, 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 doom and gloom. Doom and not doom. Um, what's it? Denoumonty. 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 The man from Denoumonty. I'm not finished, Quantic! All of the spunk that your dick produces lands on a big table and gets eaten by rich people wearing crowns. And then everyone has babies out of their mouths, which they immediately eat. <laughs> uh, hang on, is that because the world is a hologram? Well, that's it, explained in a second. Is it like a holodeck situation? Wait. Okay. <laughs> it is, but that's not what's next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quantic rolled his eyes and pulled a, you what, mate, face? Because this is the final part of the puzzle, Quantic. You know that Garfield cartoon where John Arbuckle accidentally drinks a cup of dog spunk and the vet says, you're going to have a litter of healthy puppies? And everyone went, wait, why has Liz the vet got dog spunk on the table when she's seeing Garfield, a cat, at the minute? Well, this is also a, multiple, a multiverse story, like in Rick and Morty, Quantic, and we're in the universe where that cartoon strip wasn't a joke. Garfield is dogma here, Quantic. It's normal for vets to keep open beakers of dog spunk on their table, <laughs> and for men to think that it's coffee, and then drink it. And make no mistake, Quantic, if you drink that, you will have healthy puppies out of your mouth. That's a real Garfield comic as it, well. It is. It's not. That John Arbuckle, yeah, he swigs a cup. Well, Log just explained it. That it, is real. Well, he thinks it's coffee. John Arbuckle walks into the vet whilst the, the vet Liz is treating Garfield, drinks her coffee, which makes you wonder why he's walking in there in the first place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd walk in while you're presumably fingering <laughs> my, my cat or whatever you <laughs> and do. And drink your coffee. And just drink his coffee that... Is cold. He should be able to feel it by the touch. And he should just see there's not much on it because I'm assuming it's not a full cup of coffee. Yeah. And why would you drink someone's dregs when it's 50% spit anyway? Exactly. I mean, she's probably at it, so it's probably 50% spit and 50% dog spunk. <laughs> <laughs> she's just she's trying to make a hybrid. She's really bring down the dog spunk so she can sell it for more. <laughs> Flour. <laughs> 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 Well, there's only one way to find out if you're telling the truth, said Quantic Meridian. By eating some of this plant spunk that I've established that I've got in my hands. He dabbed a bit of pollen on his tongue and immediately puked out a massive beanstalk that grew up and up and up and up until it shattered the sky. 
Then everything went wireframe and glitchy, and the kind lady voice of the wet steel zone that usually says things like, processing query, and I don't know what went wrong, please try again later, and don't cross that bridge, there's nothing there, and please return your wife for routine fanny maintenance, <laughs> suddenly turned harsh. The parameters of the universe have been compromised. The universe will shut down forever <gasps> in ten seconds. Ten. B-52 had chased the pollen into Quantic's mouth, giving Quantic an idea. He closed his mouth and held some pollen above his head. B-52 flew up, taking Quantic with him. Nine. Quantic wasted two seconds. Eight. Doing loop the loops because flying is around is fun to do. Seven. Quantic aimed for the top of the beanstalk. Six. But it was like miles away and the bee wasn't really fast. Five. So as the world unraveled around him with bits of green text flying off everything. Four. Quantic landed next to Darmok, whose crystalline features had become flesh. Familiar flesh. Three. Reboot the universe, like in that excellent Netflix sitcom that I don't want to name because that sentence is kind of a spoiler, <laughs> said Quantic. Two! I'm sorry, said the voice of the wet steel zone. The Quantic Meridian experiment has been a failure. The project will be shut down permanently. One! Okay, said Quantic, then grant me one last request. Graft my dick back onto my body so I can die intact. The computer, in its mercy, put Quantic's dick back on his body. Zero. Quantic immediately popped his dick into Darmok's mouth, and on the last platform of light in the wet steel zone, as it collapsed into light around them, Quantic Meridian was immediately bombarded with a vomit stream of his own slightly wrong children. Now shutting down the universe. Please do not turn off your computer. I am your dad, you know, said Darmok. Everything I said was true. Thirteen minutes of awkward silence later. The universe ended. It was a, a long shutdown process. <laughs> it was really. It was hanging on an update. Yeah, it was an it's not an update. It was a shutdown. <laughs> I the built future the computers update before they shut down, not after they start up. <laughs> I built the universe like you asked, and then I destroyed the universe like you asked. Quantic Meridian will never be mentioned again. Wow. As much as Quantic Meridian confused me. <laughs> I was thrilled by the twist at the end. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't believe it's all a simulation. <laughs> it was every cliche I could think of on the way here. <laughs> oh, good. But will that be the last we hear? Shut up! <laughs> I see a Twitter poll go up. I was going to give you two the casting vote on it with, with the draw. Then I thought, no, no way, that's going to go. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm, I'm maintaining control on this. <laughs> Or what if we had just done? We one of us voted to kill him, one of us voted to knock her. We'd just be stuck like this forever. Or like if oh, it was like um, unthinkable. Uh, werewolves. If if one of us has like a, if one of us votes to kill, oh, then yeah, he gets yeah. killed, but you can't tell who did it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Like a prisoner's that. dilemma. That'd have been sweet. And if you both get to vote to kill, then. He lives and forever. He lives twice as hard. <laughs> fast, hard, fast and bright. That's it. That's regular features. That was regular features. That was. What the hell was that? Good, wasn't it? Now, now I understand what a regular features truly is. You've had your fun. And can be. Now, head on over to patreon.com for slash regular features and pay the piper. We've got... Uh, 
a live show coming up. We have indeed. Uh, November. Yeah. Does anyone, know, does anyone know what date in November that is? It's the first Monday of November. You can look it up yourself. Do it. <laughs> We're going to look it up for you now because you're clearly a lazy bones. You cannot be trusted with dates. It's November the 6th. We Six. have a live show coming up at the Canal Cafe Theatre in Maidaville in London at 7 30 for you. <laughs> oh, God, I wish you'd carried on for fucking ever with that. I'm going to listen to that. Um, which we'd love for you to come along to. Please do. Um, because we haven't quite decided what we're going to do for a Christmas show yet, have we? It's probably going to be some crangleness. Um, I'll probably dress up as something <laughs> and put presents. But it's going to be a penultimate live show of 2017. Yeah. And you cannot miss the penultimate of anything. It's set. It's really teeing up for the big one. That's it. Which gonna... you also cannot miss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at promoting shows. <laughs> no, I like to focus on the fact that every time we, we go there now, it's a... There's some new people, some familiar people, and I just have a better time every month talking it's to people. It's really good, yeah. Mm. There were some Canadians there. Can Fucking hell. Canadians, guys. And people have well, moved they get to, out of this. People have moved to London just to make it easier to get to the live shows. Yeah. They. Don't look at me like they haven't, because <laughs> we all know they have. <laughs> Even though nobody said they did. They apply. <laughs> oh, well. I thought that was true for a second. <laughs> So definitely come to that. Go to Patreon. Do all that. Tell your friends about regular features because it is great. And you know what? Yeah. Just well, we enjoy it. Have a good time. Be nice to one another. Yeah. Mm. Tolerate everything except intolerance. And chill out. Generally, just chill out. Just chill the fuck out, man. Too many people I've seen were clearly not chill. Yeah. And to be honest, it's Bring getting it in. my goat. <laughs> oh, no. Thank Don't you for listening. Sorry? If you let something get your goat, you're not being chill, Steve. Tell us someone. No, I'm no, chill te- with my goat being rise, gone. I'll, tell just someone, I'll get a new goat. Why don't you rise tell above your goat? Tell us someone's not chill. <laughs> it's not that chill, Luck. I'm, I've done it now as well. God. Like, we're the non-chilliest <laughs> men I know. <laughs> but then we can laugh it off. Right. Tell them. Uh, I've got to go do some stuff. I've got to roll downstairs. Bye. Let's get out of here. Goodbye. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Ha <laughs> ha. You bet your bottom dollar. Sharp. <laughs> Sharp outro. <laughs> <laughs> regular features. Regular features. Regular features. There we go. That was good. I peed out nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Petered out nicely. <laughs> That's how all the features should end. <laughs> <laughs>